Welcome to the Quick Chaos Cut, Volume 3. My name is Aiden Barkley, and in this episode we're going to talk about the most durable single model in 40K at the moment. And when I talk about most durable model in 40K, I'm talking about how points efficient it is. Obviously, the more points you spend on a unit, it is going to increase in durability. You take a 2,000 point Titan and call it durable because it's going to take a lot of firepower to take down. But that 2,000 point Titan isn't as durable for its points as this model that I'm talking about. This model that I'm talking about, it's been talked about a lot. I call him the Terror Chicken, the Exalted Lord of Change. The reason this model is so durable is because you can stack multiple buffs on top of the other, and each buff subsequently adds to the other buffs to make him extremely hard to kill and extremely hard to deal with. And there are ways you can deal with him. But let's talk about him. T7, 16 wounds. So already he's got a very big plus because he can be obscured by terrain. And he flies, so that's absolutely amazing. Uh, we'll talk about how you use this guy in a minute, but this guy, this big bird, this terror chicken, whatever you want to call it, can be very can be a throw a wrench in a lot of units' plans, a lot of armies' plans. Um, T7, 16 wounds, moves 12 inches, normal stat line for a flying thing. And it has a 4-up inmold base. You give it a relic. You want it to be your warlord, and then on top of that, you can spend a CP to give it an exalted trait. And the three traits that you, the three things you always want to give it every game to make it so annoying to deal with, you give it the impossible robe, which is a relic, gives it a plus one inborn, goes to a three up inborn, lets you reroll one save per game. But if you roll one on that reroll, the model vanishes. So save that reroll for the very last wound that he has left. Always use that reroll on the last wound because he's going to die anyway if you fail it. Or he most likely will die unless you make that 6-up feel the pain. But anyway, you, you stack that with minus 1 damage. So already a, a, a toughness 7, 16-wound model that has a 3-up invulnerable save. Absolutely amazing. It's 275 points. So about almost half of the cost of Magnus who has basically the same stat line, but does not start with a 3-up inmold. He starts with a 4-up inmold. He has to cast a power to go to a 3-up inmold. So the impossible robe is the relic that you take. The warlord trait is minus 1 damage. I think it's called incorporeal form. Minus 1 damage for all weapons coming into him. Again, absolutely amazing against auto cannons, against leviathan dreadnoughts, against battle cannons, against thunder hammers. Basically, anything that wants to shoot at this guy, minus one damage is going to help out with. So it's already a great buff to throw on this Lord of Change. Then added the new Psychic Awakening, Engine War. They gave these exalted traits. You can spend a CP to pick one, or you can spend a CP and roll two unique ones. I will always spend that one CP to pick Aura of Mutability. This is the exalted trait you stack with it. And the exalted trait means you get a feel no pain. You get a six up feel no pain. However, for every successful feel no pain roll, 
he gains a wound after resolving that unit's attacks against it. So this six up field of pain effectively it's it's uh, turns into kind of a, an absorbing Markov chain. It's a statistics term. I've I use it to calculate how much survivability this adds to him. Effectively, it takes him the six up field of pain takes him from being a 16 wound monster with a six up field of pain that he gained a wound takes him to being around a 23 or 24 wound monster with no field no pain. It essentially adds 50% survivability onto this creature. So on average, it takes 24 failed saves after the 3-up in at minus 1 damage to kill this creature. Quite amazing. So this guy is so durable, and he can be hid behind terrain, so on top of that, you can use terrain to your advantage. He doesn't have to be in, in front of your opponent's army. He's such a pain to deal with. He can stop smash captains. He can go and charge into... Wolfen, they won't necessarily kill him. In fact, they shouldn't kill him. And just tie things up, be really annoying, just sit on an objective, and heroic six. This guy is very cheap, but he's also very expensive. He's 275 points. However, you want him to be your warlord, you want him to have your relic, you want him to have an exalted trait. So these three things make him very expensive in other resource-wise. He's very cheap in one resource, which is points. He's very expensive in other resources, which is warlord traits, CPs, because you have to take this demon attachment. And relics. This guy doesn't do much offensively. He has five attacks. I would give him the sword. He has two options. It's either a strength six weapon that hits on twos, AP two does flat three, or a strength seven weapon, AP three, that does D6 damage, but it's minus one to hit. I give him that, the sword, every time, because he can at least somewhat at strength 7 and AP 3 do some damage to some tanks. This guy doesn't do any much offensively. He has some psychic powers. He has a plus 2 to cast and deny. He knows 3 psychic powers. He can cast 2 and you can spend a CP for an extra one. So he can do some psychic damage. However, his main goal should be a distraction carnifex or a denial piece. This guy is best used, not offensively, but as a piece that annoys your opponent, that wants to throw a wrench in your opponent's plans. Your opponent has a very good shooting unit. Throw this guy straight at it. Your opponent has a very good assault unit. Put this in front of them. Try to get them tied up. Try to make it as annoying as possible. Deny objectives. Deny your opponent from using their pieces against you. He's great at doing that. However, he will still die to weight of fire. He definitely will die if your opponent is just shooting him turn after turn, or if your opponent has a lucky turn with a, a bunch of last cannons and melty meltas where you roll ones and twos the whole turn. And that definitely happens because three up saves are not as reliable as we would like. So you have to play slightly cagey with this guy, but the threat of him can really, really hinder people's plans, opponents' plans. You throw him behind a central ruin. Don't necessarily throw him in, in the line of fire for no reason. Throw him behind a central ruin and have him ready to move out, smite, and charge something. It's actually quite annoying for this 16 wound, 3 up in bull, minus 1 damage, 6 up feeling of pain, effectively 5 up feeling of pain model, jumping out behind terrain and just tying and bogging things down. He's the wrench in, in your opponent's gears. 
you don't want to expose this guy to unnecessary firepower. Don't move him in a line of fire with las cannons and battle cannons or whatever when he doesn't need to be in there. Again, he will still die. But this guy can be very, very valuable at denying your opponent strategies or units that he wants to use against you. Specifically, if your opponent has very strong shooting or strong assault that's geared towards anti-tank, this guy is very, very good at denying your opponent his anti-tank weaponry's value. So I've had him charge into a Leviathan Dreadnought with double storm cannons and tank a Leviathan Dreadnought for three turns in a row with full rerolls and exploding sixes to hit and wound with iron hands. And he just did that and didn't really take any damage. I mean, this guy is so durable. He can really deny your opponents. Yeah, I would think I would, I would consider taking him. He is the most durable model points-wise that I can think of. And he can really be used effectively in 9th edition where everything is close range. So very... A lot of the armies that are winning are very assault-oriented or close combat or just close-range oriented. You're not seeing a lot of uh, triple repulsor sitting back and shooting. So he's definitely going to get to play. Try to consider taking him. He's really durable. Talk to your opponents after you play with him. They're going to tell you that he's really annoying to deal with. In fact, I think the best strategy for dealing with him is to ignore him completely and try to deny him from getting value for you. And the way your opponent can do that is by charging him with 10-man guard squads. He only kills three guards, guardsmen a turn, maybe smites another two in the next, in the following turn, smites three. It's, it's really quite annoying if you have these units that you can throw into him to sacrifice. So you as a player who's controlling him have to think about how is this guy going to be most annoying for my opponent and how can I prevent my opponent from tying him up or you know just shutting him down or he you can charge a rhino into him he's not going to kill a rhino not necessarily in a single turn he might not necessary not necessarily so yeah play around with him try him in a game and see how he does he is extremely durable extremely durable so he pairs well with an assault army, he pairs well with a tank army because he can tank so much of that anti-tank firepower. Anyway, this has been the Quick Chaos Cut, talking about the most durable model in the game. My name's Aiden Barkley, hope you have a great day.